Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Testing, testing, check, check, check. Hello there, this is funny lady Judith Lucy. Hi, this is Joel Creasy. Hey, this is Fiona O'Loughlin. Hi guys, McLaughlin here, that would be of the Craig variety. Hi, this is Shana Blaze. Hello, this is Tom Ballard. Hi, this is Melissa Capp. G'day, this is Scamo, Scott Morrison. Hi, this is Reese Nicholson. Hi, Gina Liano from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Hi, this is Reese Mastin. Hi, this is JC Fox. This is Kathy Griffin. Hey, this is Todd McCollum. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. Hello everybody, it's Omar Rudberg, and you're listening to the Troy Murphy Show. Troy Murphy laughing at me in the other studio. Oh, he's dancing to my radio vet. Hello, Troy. The last couple of shows I've listened to the Troy Murphy show, I've nearly had a couple of accidents because my eyes have been watering with laughter so much. Is it me? Am I the problem? Surely I can't be the only one that thinks that the world is going bananas. With doctors last summer claiming the term morbidly obese to be ditched. Look, I understand morbidly obese is not a glamorous term, but unlike the morbidly obese lifestyle, one should not have to sugarcoat everything to explain that it's problematic. He's ready for his close-up. It's the Troy Murphy Show. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, welcome to the Troy Murphy Show. I'm, of course, your host, Troy Murphy, and this, as the name suggests is The Troy Murphy Show. Yes, it's that glorious time of the week again, Thursday nights from 7pm, when The Troy Murphy Show graces the top of us, our bandwidth and airwaves for an exciting adventure of talk until 8pm. Now, The Troy Murphy Show is the Sutherland Shire's very own news and opinion talk show, covering everything from the fun news to the serious news. We talk what's trending and what's happening locally. It's the show with something for everyone on your Thursday night as we do the serious stuff at the front, the local stuff in the middle, and the fun stuff towards the end of the show. And here comes the disclaimer. The opinions presented on this show are that of my own and not the views of the stations or any other presenter. On the show this week are the end of year list of which politicians are the most trusted and the least trusted has been revealed. We'll deep dive into that for some fun. Police have put out their annual warning against drink driving on New Year's Eve. We'll talk about that and let you know what's going on there. Another sleeping study has been revealed and it it tells us how we should sleep at night. I swear we've done this almost every month here on the show, whether we should be sleeping naked or clothed for a good night's sleep. Another study has come out. Let's take a look at that and have a bit of a rant. The quick quiz is also happening on the program tonight, as well as in weird, wacky, wonderful news, sniffing women's tears makes men less aggressive, and there is a man shortage in Sydney. All that and so much more tonight here on the Troy Murphy Show. And with that, uh, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here on the Troy Murphy Show, responsibly, with the intent to have fun, to entertain, and to share my opinion of the news of the day. Don't try this at home. Show. From the Sutherland Shire, we hope 
Listeners to this here program would know that we love to kick off the Troy Murphy Show each week with a little bit of politi talk, political conversation about what's going on in the world of politics. And you're probably out there going, hey, Troy, there can't be anything you can possibly talk about in the world of politics between Christmas and New Year. You know, that no man's land of when the land that time forgot well guess what nope i was wondering you know literally the show i was planning for it for tonight and going what can i do what can i do then lo and behold a (laughs) a survey pops up in my inbox a bit it was it was dated the 12th of December, but I've only actually just found it today, the 28th of December. And what it is was a poll by Roy Morgan talking about the most trusted and the most distrusted politicians playing uh, the game of politics down in Canberra. Now, from Roy Morgan's polling and findings, Senator Penny Wong has emerged in a recent poll as the political leader with the highest net trust score. Now, the score is trust score to distrust score. And she was followed by Shadow Indigenous Affairs Minister Jacinta Nampajimpa Price, who came to the forefront uh, of Australian politics as the lead spokesperson for the very successful No campaign in the October Voice referendum. Now, before we go on with it, I do want to say a little bit of a shout out to Penny Wong because as I was going through the papers this morning, I did see that uh, Foreign Minister Penny Wong is set to wed her long-term partner, Sophie, after... um, uh, after years of being together. So congratulations to uh, Penny Wong and Sophie. Not that you read the transcripts from the show, Penny Wong, but maybe if I say Penny Wong enough on this uh, broadcast, some search engine will pick it up, of which the politicians get an update in their inbox that someone spoke about them. So Penny Wong, if this does reach you, congratulations on your soon-to-be wedding to your partner, Sophie. That's brilliant nose. And also, congratulations to you on being, you know, the most trusted politician here in Australia. Now, back to the poll. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has emerged as the most distrusted politician in Australian politics, while Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has moved into the net distrust territory, having been a trusted leader in the previous poll done in 2022. Now, back to Peter Dutton, the the uh, well, the leader of the opposition, of the coalition. He is now at, in 2023, the top political leaders with a net distrust score as of November 2023 he is at number one previously in 2022 he was at number two with Scott Morrison 
above him. Now, Scott Morrison is kind of nowhere to be seen on this list uh, as to possibly him not being in the public eye since the last election. Crucially though, crucially, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has gone from the second most trusted politician in Australia in 2022 to the third most distrusted, with the exclusion of Clive Palmer, who as a former politician is not ranked. But let's round up the top five <laughs> political leaders with a net distrust score in 2023. Your top five are soon to be former, former Queensland Premier, and well, she is the former Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk. Number four, Barnaby Joyce. Number three, Anthony Albanese. Number two, Scott Morrison. And number one, Peter Dutton. Interestingly, last year, none of the most distrusted politicians were Labor. Now we have two in the top five most distrusted this year. And there's no doubt that uh, being in government certainly shines a light on leaders when it comes to their ability to do the job. Now, while the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, recorded more distrust than trust, his trust levels were still higher and distrust levels lower than opposition leader Peter Dutton. Look, I know this is the medium of radio and it would be far easier if we had a, a picture in front, if I was doing this on the TV, and a picture in front of us to show you the levels, but bear with me as we uh, try to explain this as we go along. Some of the polling, here we are, and it goes into detail, thanks to Roy Morgan, um, some of the reasons Australian gave, gave for trusting Anthony Albanese and Dutton include, of Anthony Albanese, quote, his actions show integrity and genuine commitment to improving Australia, a second one in favour of Anthony Albanese, quote, he is being transparent and plain talking, logical and heart, uh, and, uh, logical and heart on his sleeve. Anyway, and of Pete and Dut Peter Dutton will read too, to be fair. Uh, he is the only politician with integrity who shows leadership. I am disgusted with our PM who may as well live overseas for all he cares, end quote. And a second one in favour of Peter Dutton uh, exposed the voice for what it really was and trying to keep a very wayward Labour Party to account. Some of the reasons Australians gave for distrusting both Anthony Albanese and Peter Dutton. We'll do it again. I'll read, for fairness, I'll read two quotes in favour of Anthony Albanese and two quotes in favour of Peter Dutton. Anthony Albanese, quote, Albanese constantly belittles the country and regional areas by challenging things that work and implementing things that will ruin our country, end quote. A second one against Anthony Albanese, Quote, made bad decisions for Australia, leaving all of Australia to struggle to put food on the table or roofs over our heads, end quote. Negative quotes, according to this poll for opposition leader Peter Dutton, quote, self-serving with very little compassion for ordinary people, end quote. The second quote against Peter Dutton, quote, Peter Dutton is only interested in what he sees as political gain, doesn't understand the word cooperation or care for what is best for the country or its people, end quote. Oh, that is pretty damning, pretty damning, my friends. And I'm sure, I am sure all those in both political parties 
will have this data to mull over over this Christmas break and will head into the new year with a whole different game plan based on this information from this poll. So, being the informed listener that you are here on 2SSR, you know now, you know now who to keep an eye on for whose opinions and the way they do things will, will change based on this poll. And if I want to go into depth, let's go into this, this poll a little bit into more depth for you when it comes to the top 10 political leaders with a net distrust uh, score. At number 10, you've got Adam Bent from the Greens. Number nine, Michaelia Cash. Number eight, Angus Taylor. He's the opposition treasurer. Number seven, Tony Burke. Number six, Chris Bowen. Number five, Alastair Palaszczuk. Four, Barnaby Joyce. We've gone through this before. Three, Anthony Albanese. Two, Scott Morrison. Number one, Peter Dutton. Going through that, I don't think Scott Morrison has to worry at all. He's now a backbencher, not doing much, even though he is the member for Cook, the area of which most of our broadcast area is in. The biggest people who need to worry about this are Peter Dutton, the opposition leader who's at number one of this bad list. Number three is Anthony Albanese. Barnaby Joyce, he's always he's always played off being the uh, unpopular one and always succeeded, much like Trump does. Much like Trump does, you know, he takes on the bad negative press and he wears it like a badge and continues to gain popularity. I don't think that is a matter of, uh, of, of concern for Barnaby Joyce. At number five, Anastasia Palaszczuk. Well, she's out of the picture anyway. She's out of the picture. She's resigned. Maybe this poll had something to do with it. Uh, but we just have to wait, watch and see to see what her her uh, the person who follows her in her, her shoes does. Chris Bowen. Well, Chris Bowen will be worried. Chris Bowen... He's the Minister for Climate Change and Energy, Labor. He's the one who is making the decisions on how Australia progresses with uh, our power resources and how Australia will be powered in the future. Look, not that I want to look into a crystal ball between now and next year, unless something drastic happens like he chooses to go down the nuclear path or some sort of path that has a more balanced approach when it comes to powering the country, I think he will go further up the list into a negative territory. Tony Burke, which is at number seven, he's a minister of industrial relations. Look, I know he's been around for a long time, but... I don't, I, look, I can't put my finger on exactly why, but he tends to just have this irk factor about what he does. And there's also links with unions, which I don't think is going to work in his favour should the media latch on to that uh, going ahead in 2024. Number eight, Angus Taylor, the federal member for Hume, and he's the, uh, the opposition shadow treasurer. I'm not sure why he's so low in the, or high in the distrust uh, score, but something I will have to keep an eye on in the new year. Number nine, Michaela Cash. Well, we all know why people don't like her. She is of the Labour Party and she's a woman. Let's face it, politics is sexist. And she also speaks her mind. And at, Adam, <laughs> at number 10, Adam Ban. Well, we all know. We all know why people don't trust Adam Bant. The majority of, of sane people, and I apologise if you are a, a Greens person, but we differ on this, we differ on opinion. The Greens uh, have the ability 
as a political party to come out and promise whatever they want because they will never have to be held accountable for it because they will never be in power. That's why they can keep going out making ridiculous policies, which gets them the support of people who are not politically savvy. Again, apologies if you are a Green supporter. This is opinion-based show. I'm sharing my opinion, and that is what it is. If you if you don't believe me, you're you're more than welcome to come on and discuss this issue. But there we have it. That is a very interesting, interesting study to uh, end the year on when it comes to the most distrusted politicians down in Canberra as we wrap the year up. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll save this audio and we'll we'll take a look at this uh, this poll when it comes back out again next year. You are listening to the Troy Murphy Show as we end our political wrap up for this week. Plenty more coming up right after this. Stay tuned. More from the Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Whether you're growing older, rehabilitating, or living with a disability, help is always here at AidaCare. Our new showroom in Sylvania isn't the only reason people choose AidaCare. It's also the information you gain from a chat with our people. Stay informed about the latest equipment, streamlined procedures, and funding options available to you by calling 1300 133 120 or visiting adacare.com.au. AidaCare is a registered NTIS provider, home care supplier and DVA specialist and is a proud sponsor of 2SSR. In Australia, only 13% of people keep fish. 9% of households without a pet and 17% with a pet are interested in keeping fish. The three reasons they don't keep fish are that they think it is harder, more expensive and more time consuming than it is. All three reasons are a myth depending on what setup you choose. A simple tropical setup is actually the easiest and cheapest pet you can get. Pop in and visit us at Majestic Aquarium's Tarrant Point or follow us on our social media and learn how far fish keeping has come in the last few years. Majestic Aquariums are proud sponsors of 2SR. 2SR can help you promote your business with an innovative and inexpensive marketing plan. Our in-house team will help you design a campaign, voice the audio, and give it the professional production values you need. To find out more, call us on 9545 or email info at 2SR.com.au to organise a talk with our experienced marketing team. Hi, it's Kale. Hope you can join me for Friday Night Live every Friday from 7 to 9pm for a mix of pop and indie music, interviews with interesting people and all the music and entertainment news from the Shire, Sydney and beyond. Friday Night Live, 7pm on 2SR 99.7 FM. I'll see you there. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show on 2SR FM. Now let's take a look at what's happening around our Sutherland Shire. With Christmas already over and done with and New Year's, well, it's about to be a thing of the past eventually come next week. The next big thing for the Sutherland Shire is Australia Day and it's a long weekend and the Sutherland Shire Council has their biggest events list Land for everyone across the Shire. From Caringbar to Cronulla to Engadine to Menai to Sutherland to the Warrenora. Starting on Thursday the 25th of January 2024, the Sunset 
cultural ceremony. You're invited to listen and learn about First Nations culture and storytelling at the Council's Sunset Cultural Ceremony. Go along, take part in an evening of reflection, join in a yarning circle and support First Nations storeholders and enjoy delicious Sutherland Rotary Barbecue. It's happening at the Burnham Burnham Sanctuary in Warrenora. That's Thursday, the 25th of January. Then, Cinemas Under the Stars at Cronulla. Watch the film Blue Back. It's a PG film as part of a family-friendly outdoor cinema experience down at Cronulla Park on Thursday, the 25th of January. Friday, the 26th of January, the big day. Cronulla Concert and Fireworks. Don't miss out on the Shire's iconic beachside concert featuring headline performers John Stevens, together with Paulini, Isaiah Firebrace, the Royal Australian Navy Band and local Nicola Di Sensi. Uh, concluding with a spectacular fireworks display over Cronulla Beach. That's Friday the 26th of January down at Cronulla Beach. Then, of course, also on the same night, if fireworks and big bands aren't your thing, there's cinema under the stars as the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is also PG, will be playing at Anzac Do Oval in Engadine. Also on... Australia Day, Friday the 26th of January, the Leisure Centre Pool Parties. Make a splash at the Leisure Centre Pool Parties with a DJ and a free swim between 10am and 2pm at Caringbar, Engadine and Sutherland Leisure Centres. Oh, it continues and I'm almost out of breath. Saturday the 27th of January, it's the Cronulla Vibes concert. Kick back with a picnic and enjoy an eclectic mix of funk, pop, blues and country from up-and-coming music artists. Bring your friends, your family and experience great music against the backdrop of the spectacular Cronulla Beach sunset. Bring load chairs or a blanket and enjoy the sounds of the Shire. That's Saturday the 27th of January in 2024 at Cronulla Beach. And then, Menai, Cinema Under the Stars, you can watch Sonic... The Hedgehog, which is also a PG movie, family-friendly, as all part of their Sutherland Shire Council's outdoor cinema experience at Park Menai in Menai. For all the times and all the details, head to sutherlandshire.nsw.gov.au. That is a huge bumper Australia long week and long weekend for 2024 coming our way here across our glorious Sutherland Shire. Under the CBAA Code 3, General Programming, news, current affairs, documentaries, feature programs and interviews shall provide access to views not adequately represented by other broadcasting sectors. And that's what you get on The Troy Murphy Show. You know, I guess we can't do an end-of-year show. Mind you, I think we're one of the only shows still broadcasting throughout the, uh, the week this week. Uh, that's probably because Thursday ends up that weird middle ground between Christmas and New Year. Anyway, I digress. We can't do an end of year show without talking about the upcoming New Year celebrations. Yes, it's this weekend. New Year's, new me, new you, whatever people do. Oh, look, I think it's a giant uh, bunch of baloney. I'm not a big fan of New Year's celebrations. Uh, for the last couple of years, I tend to invite a friend over and we sit and we heckle the atrocious ABC broadcast. 
uh, have a few drinks and enjoy the night that way. We watch the 10 o'clock fireworks or the 9 o'clock fireworks, whatever it is, and then pretty much go to bed. Well, he goes home to his place. I stay at... Anyway, the new... <laughs> that got weirdly personal very quickly. Anyway, so there's some news about New Year's Eve. Sydney residents celebrating New Year's Eve are being warned against drink driving. Yes, revelers eager to ring in the new year with Sydney's iconic fireworks at the Old L Opera House and the Harbour Bridge have been issued a blunt warning ahead of the biggest night of the year. Sydney Fasada is looking to ring in 2024 by watching the city's iconic fireworks have been urged to leave their cars at home and catch public transport as a way to reduce incidents of drink driving on one of the biggest nights of the year. This according to the report published by The Telegraph. More than a million people are expected to flock to Sydney Harbour and its surrounding vantage points on December 31, with the city of Sydney gearing up to put on a show using more than, get this, 58,000 individual fireworks. New South Wales Police Assistant Commissioner Anthony Cook said up to more than 2,000 extra police officers would be deployed across Sydney on the night. Uh, quote, if you are driving, do not drink at all. We have seen far too many lives lost already during the year. In fact, I think I was only reading the other day, our current death toll here in New South Wales is higher than previous years. Uh, and we haven't even gone to new year yet i've never understood look that's the serious part of that little topic done i've never understood the um the significance of going into the fireworks at uh, uh, to watch them at the heart look i know it's an experience i did it once when i was younger we went in with neighbors luckily someone went in earlier grabbed a spot so we all had somewhere to sit but it was the pain of going in and then the punish of trying to get back, you know, you're you're like ants huddled together to get to a train station, to get on a train, to get home, all sweaty and disgusting because the person next to you absolutely reeks. But anyway, that's just me projecting my own experience. I don't know why people do it and why so many people would go. But... More than 2,000 additional police officers will be on duty for the event. There will be a whole heap of road closures throughout the CBD, starting from early in the day to manage traffic and safety. Trains will operate all night, but ferry services will stop early in the evening because, you know, all the boats out on the harbour and the fireworks and stuff. But in good news, uh, train and public transport fares will be reduced to Sunday rates for the event. With most vantage points around the city still free to attend, with some areas using ticketed or free ticketing systems for crowd control. And of course, security, not just with the police, but at rail stations and transport hubs will be beefed up after recent incidents during the FIFA Women's World Cup. That is the advice we are being given ahead of the New Year's Eve fireworks. If you want to take my advice, stay at home, watch it on TV. Just as good if you have a big screen TV. You're not stuck to anyone obnoxious. You don't have to worry about getting home. 
<laughs> and you get to heckle the ABC. What more could you want in life? <laughs> don't listen to me. Go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I don't want to be blamed for whatever bad decision you make. You are listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show. Get social with The Troy Murphy Show. Join The Troy Murphy Show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You are listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Thank you for tuning in at this time of year. Oh, I tell you what, it's time to get a little bit ranty, ladies and gentlemen, them, they and all, because there's an article that has popped up in the news this week. And I swear, it's like the, the you know, are eggs healthy for you or aren't they healthy for you conundrum that was in the media. That seemed to be every month an opposing article was published with new information. It seems to be happening at the time. I don't know how many times I've spoken about this topic this year. I wish I'd kept a record so I could go back and take a look. But we've seen another article about experts coming out saying whether or not you should sleep naked or not. Now, for those who are offended by topics that involve nudity, this one's not for you. Come back in five minutes time. For those who are grown-ups in the room and can have conversations about this at a mature level, stay listening because I'm about to reveal to you which way experts are now saying you should sleep for a better night's rest. A British sleep expert reckons that pyjamas are not needed, claiming that sleeping in the nude helps you fall asleep faster. Oh, come on. Come on. According to this expert, we should be sleeping naked all the time. I agree. I am one for sleeping without clothing on. I find it more comfortable, less restrictive. Something I've spoken at length here uh, on this program. But then you've seen others about uh, other articles disproving this and saying there's other reasons why you should sleep clothed. Like the first thing that comes to mind is the particles from passing gas being breathed in and staining everything in the bed, making it an unhygienic place. Ah, oh, look, I tell you what, in 2023, 2024, sorry, we are ending 2024. In 20, no, we're ending 2023, we're starting 2024. I am going to keep a detailed list of every article that comes out debating what how we should be sleeping, whether it be clothed or whether it be unclothed in the new year. And it's going to be something we're just going to report on as it happens and then summarise at the very end and pull all the different points together. And we'll make our final position up on it as a program, as a community, as a peoples of the Sutherland Shire of whether or not we should be sleeping naked or not. <laughs> oh, this is, this is just ridiculous. I wish, you know, I, they just need to have come up with a, a, a conclusive document. Maybe this is what we'll do. A conclusive document of the pros and the cons and present both sides of the argument and let people decide on their own as opposed to having experts coming out every freaking month or so telling us how we should be sleeping in order to get a better night's rest. Because we've also had other studies come out this year saying that, well, to get a better night's rest, you need to be doing no screen time and then or have this music playing. We've done all these stories all year. It's like, can we just have a comprehensive list? 
opposed to these very simplified ones. Oh, I'm getting ranty. Shouldn't be getting ranty because coming up next, we head into the fun stuff at the back of the show here as part of your Troy Murphy Show weekly program challenge. Fun stuff at the front. No, serious stuff at the front, silly stuff at the back. Ah, oh, you can tell it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. Oh, the Troy Murphy Show. Thanks for tuning in. Taking a look at the serious news, sharing opinions and having a laugh at the weird news of the week. You're listening to the one and only The Troy Murphy Show on 2SSR 99.7 FM. It's time for the quick quiz here on The Troy Murphy Show. One of the most popular segments on demand each week. Everyone loves playing the quiz and that's why we love doing it here on the show. The way it works, five quick quiz questions of which you have three seconds to correctly guess the answer before the answer is revealed are you ready to play let's begin question number one by definition a ballerina specializes in what form of dance The correct answer is ballet. Question number two. What major tech company was founded by Bill Gates and Paul Allen? That was your three seconds. The correct answer we're looking for is Microsoft. Question number three. Reg Grundy's is Australian rhyming slang for what? Your Reg Grundies are indeed your undies. Question number four. Quote, I am not a crook, end quote, is a famous quote from which US president? I'll say that again. Quote, I am not a crook, is a famous quote from which US president? The answer in three beeps time. The man who believes that he is not a crook was indeed former US President Richard Nixon. Question number five, our final question in the quiz this week. In what month of the year 2000 did the Sydney Olympics open? In what month of the year 2000 did the Sydney Olympics open? Remember, it's the Summer Games. The answer we're looking for, for what month of 2000 did the Sydney Olympics open? The correct answer is September. And there we have it. That's this week's quick quiz. Send us a message on Facebook. Search The Troy Murphy Show. Hit that message button. Send us a message with how many answers you guessed correct. And I will reply with a trophy emoji for every correct answer you get. It's a fun way to wrap up the year and the quick quiz will continue in 2024. Plenty more coming up right after this. Get in touch. Send an email. Troy.Murphy at 2SSR.com.au 
here at the back of the Troy Murphy Show. And when I say the back, I mean the second half hour of this one hour weekly program. We do like to focus on the weird, the wacky and the wonderful news from around the world. And get this, ladies and gentlemen, more so the gentlemen on this one. Pay attention, boys, men, gentlemen. This one is for you. The headline reads... New study finds sniffing women's tears makes men less aggressive. Yes, that's right, gentlemen. If you sniff women's tears, it's gonna make you less aggressive. By how much? Well, stay tuned. I will let you know in a second. Research has found that sniffing a woman's emotional tears... Keyword there, emotional tears reduced male aggression by over 40%. What, what, what indeed. Now, this all came from researchers from the Wiseman Institute of Science in Israel. (laughs) Uh, And they've used behavioral measures and brain imaging and biology to test how odorless chemicals from human tears can affect levels of aggression in men. The researchers put out a call for women volunteers who could cry whilst watching something emotive. So to create emotional tears, whether it be reading sad letters or watching The Notebook, you get the drift. And then what they did is they grabbed a whole bunch of men and they geared them up for some aggression by playing some uh, some uh, console games of some sort. And then what they did is they, they gave half the men a jar of women's emotional tears to sniff from, and the other half uh, some saline solution, so salty water to sniff. And they found that of those who had sniffed the women's tears, the women's emotional tears, tears cried through emotion that these aggressive men were 40% less aggressive. What, what, what? Indeed! This is insane. So I don't know what the moral of the story is here or whether this could potentially be a way to solve world peace. You know, you've got a few aggressive men in there fighting over war, get a few women there to cry. Hey, gentlemen, sniff this. That sounded inappropriate and wrong at the same time. But anyway, you get the drift of the story. Uh, Look, people far smarter than I, I'm sure, will work out how to utilise this to maybe calm the male species in future. Maybe they just bottle it and put it... You know how you go into a store? And they've got the uh, the the perfumed sprays that spray to make the place smell lovely. Maybe what they need in bars and pubs and clubs, especially around inner city venues, is you know odorless emotional woman tears to be put into some sort of solution and sprayed everywhere. So you're not going to get the bar fights that inevitably happen when you know men are on the cans a little bit too much. No. Everyone's going to be docile and 40% uh, less aggro at your local pub. Hey, look, starting point. Starting point. And then maybe at world summits or wherever they discuss war and, and things like that, or just in government buildings in general, start spraying the old um, 
woman's tears everywhere. <laughs> this will get me in trouble and I don't mean it. I'm only saying it as a joke. See, women are useful. <laughs> I said that as a joke. It's in the in jest of the subject being discussed and hey, it's the end of the year. I don't genuinely think that. I'm just saying it to be silly with the article. But despite these tears coming from v, uh, female volunteers, this article uh, ends, researchers hypothesise that the tears, the emotional tears, do not have to come from just a woman to have a similar effect. So it could come from dudes too as well. So there you go. We could just have politicians crying into their own jars and sniffing. What does it have? Weird, wacky, wonderful news story from around the world. <laughs> Done and dusted. <laughs> I think that's going to take the crown when it comes to weird, wacky, wonderful news stories for the year. It is certainly a doozy. Let us know, troy.murphy at 2SR.com.au. That's the email for the show. Let us know. Would you sniff women's or anybody's tears, emotional tears, to calm yourself down? Uh, it's a no from me. <laughs> Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. IRT Thomas Holt has been caring for older people for over 50 years. As experts in residential aged care, we specialise in general, respite, dementia and palliative care, providing professional and compassionate care with a personal touch. Visit one of our aged care centres across the Sutherland Shire, meet our friendly, experienced team and discover the modern facilities and welcoming atmosphere of our community. To book a tour or for more information, visit irtthomasholt.org.au. Proud sponsors of 2SSR. Have you ever thought about the life you want to lead in retirement? How much will you need to save to achieve it? And will your superannuation be enough? A little bit of planning now can help you reach your retirement goals. At GJ Private Wealth, we take a customised approach to your retirement planning. Our expert team of qualified advisors will work with you to understand your personal situation and retirement goals to provide you with a personalised plan to help you get there. Speak to one of our advisors today by calling 02-8539-7999 or visit www.gjprivatewealth.com.au. GJ Private Wealth are authorised representatives of AMP Financial Planning and are proud sponsors of 2SSR. Would you like to be involved in your local not-for-profit radio station? Would you like to become a 2SSR volunteer with the opportunity to be a presenter, provide office support or help with community events? If you would like to be part of the 2SSR family, call us on 9545 1800 or go to our website 2 and click on Membership to download the application form. Keeping it smooth in the Shire for over 20 years. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz, Will Downey. Gerald Albright. Brand new heavies. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Sunday, 6pm for The Drive Home on FM 99.7. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show on 2SSR FM. Now let's take a look at what's happening around our Sutherland Shire. 
Let's check out what's happening around our glorious Sutherland Shire. Now, look, I know we're at the end of the year, but it's sort of at the beginning of the year. It's that weird uh, phase, that one week of no man's land. But I, you know, in the new year, I'm going to start it this week, even though it's the end of this year. I want to find as part of this What's On segment that we do here on the Troy Murphy Show, where we find what's going on in and around our Sutherland Shire, I want to find the most randomest events and uh, and that, are, that is going on, <laughs> and I want to share it with you, such as uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, so this is tomorrow, Friday, the 29th of December, such an odd day to do it. It's a Friday. Who cares? Uh, from 5pm to 8pm. It's Jazz at the Audley Dance Hall Cafe. Who knew Audley had a dance hall cafe? Uh, the Audley Dance Hall is a cafe and event venue overlooking the beautiful Royal National Park, as so I am told. It's to Lady Carrington Drive in Audley, which is part of the Royal National Park, and the Wollongong jazz group along with Eric Dunham are putting on this jazz uh, jazz at the Audley Dance Hall Cafe. Michael Dominus, the end piano and uh, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing this guy's name. Estefan Malouf on bass with Eric Duran on trumpet. Play some mellow jazz while you enjoy the beautiful Royal National Park and enjoy some tasty treats. There you have it. Tomorrow from 5pm. <laughs> at the Audley Dance Hall Cafe. That's what's happening around our glorious Sutherland Shire. The Troy Murphy Show. It's an opinion show like no other, only on 2SSR 99.7 FM. Attention, single men across Sydney. This one is for you. Yes, as part of our weird, wacky and wonderful challenge dedication, whatever you want to call it, here on The Troy Murphy Show, where we take a look at the weird, wacky and wonderful news from around the world for your listening pleasure. This one brings us all the way back to old Sydney Town, where, thanks to the Daily Telegraph... <laughs> uh, let me just read the um, <clears throat> the article. It reads... The Sydney suburbs where it's impossible to snag a man. That's the headline. The article reads, Finding it hard to date in Sydney as a straight woman. These statistics reveal part of the city uh, that are suffering from a man drought. How does your suburb fare? Sydney's affluent suburbs are in the grisps of a man drought with some of the wealthiest suburbs, the worst places for heterosexual women to date with almost 20 fewer men for every 100 women. What, what, what? How devastating, how drastic, how unforgivable. Yes, I am hamming it up because you know what? I can see through this, I can read through <laughs> I can read through the, uh, the 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 lines here. See what's happened is um, women, as a collective group, have gone right. Well, in order to have the best future I can, I need to snag a rich man. And where are we going to find rich men? 
in rich suburbs. So they all flock there. And all of a sudden, the women to male ratio is higher than it should be. Anyway, here we go. The article continues. The sex ratio was worse for women in Wulara, with 82 men for every 100 women, while in Double Bay and Darling Point, there were 83 men for every 100 women. This is all according to the latest ABS data. Experts say the skewed sex ratio was making it harder for single women looking for male partners living close to them and Sydney women on the dating scene said that the gap was being made worse by the fact that Australian men were very shy. Oh, there's so many layers of this onion to unpack, ladies. So many. Now, let's take a look at the uh, some of these areas. Darling Point, which is close to Darlinghurst. Uh... These areas, predominantly gay men. So I, I, I fear that would even drop the number of available men for every available single woman. Because, uh, sorry ladies, they're just not into you. Now when it comes to this, uh, this claim that women are making that men are too shy. Well, this is from Cause and effect. It's a little mathematical and sociological experiment that takes place. When you do something and you create a cause, it has an effect. Often, more often than not, it bites you in the ass if you don't foresee the potential damage that your cause could do. It's called repercussions. And the biggest repercussion that we've seen from straight women to straight men of recent times is the whole Me Too movement, which continues to go on. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying while I'm sitting here on my homosexual high horse that, uh, you know, the Me Too uh, movement was uh, in any way wrong or shouldn't have happened or you know I agree with most elements of the Me Too movement you know justice had to be served for those women who had to well who were uh, victimized for whatever the scene or scenario was legitimately though legitimately 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 though let me get that word out but we also did see some women well take advantage of the fact and unfortunately use this Me Too movement to cause revenge and go down paths that were almost nonsensical in order to, I don't know, victimise themselves into uh, lifting their self. Who knows? Look, I guess you've got to look at each and every individual case. But the co- that was the cause. The cause was the Me Too movement, which was there to, you know, help women get through um, some terrible attention that they may have been receiving. But it got out of hand, and then the effect is now that you've got all these men... All these men, too shy. Well, they call it too shy. I call it too sensible. Or we're just going to go, you know what? It is not worth the drama of going anywhere near a single woman 
because I don't want to be cancelled or be harassed or whatever. <laughs> but there are other factors in in here. You know, we, we often see in the the uh, media, and we do so here on this here program. We we take aim at the younger generation or at generations, the Gen Xs and Gen Zs, and their absurd, entitled, flippant lazy attitudes towards society well maybe that's maybe that's applying to the dating world i'm not part of the uh the straight dating world so i can't speak to experience there but you know if we're seeing young gen zers and and x's uh you know we we, we see it often and we have throughout the year them approaching their daily work life oh what do you mean i have to work eight hours and do the same laborious task over and over we've seen those stories we've seen those stories time and time again on social media. Now, what's not to say that this sort of attitude isn't going in towards building a relationship or even keeping a relationship or finding a person to be in a relationship with. Now, again, I should not be someone to comment on this. I'm because I'm not commenting from personal experience. I'm only commentating as a uh, an observer of what is going on and I'm putting two and two together. Because, you know, that's what one does when they have an opinion-based talk show here on the radio. Um, because, like I said, I haven't been in a relationship for a very long time by choice. By choice. Because I don't want this drama. <laughs> but let's sum this up. Let's sum this up. Wealthy areas like Wollara, Double Bay, Darling Point have significantly fewer men than women with ratios of 82 to 83 men per 100 Women, oh, there's some, you know, you know, there's some lucky dudes out there double dipping, don't you? <laughs> this imbalance is reportedly making it difficult for single women in those areas or these areas in Sydney to find male partners exacerbated by Australians men perceived shyness. That's what this article and the people who put this uh, uh, this news article and this survey together have called it perceived shyness. I like how they do that. We've, we've dug deeper into it and I've got a funny feeling, well, we might have just hit the nail on the head as opposed to this article who is being politically correct because there's probably a whole heap of women out there who are reading the article and not wanting to actually face back when it comes to where the finger of blame should be pointing. Now, the higher men ratio in certain areas. In contrast, areas like Surrey Hills and Darlinghurst and industrial zones like Badgerys Creek and Wetherill Park have fewer men than women. I wonder why that is. Well, we know the Surrey Hills and Darlinghurst because that's where the, um, <clears throat> to use a, well, that's where the pillow biters are, but I'm not quite sure what's going on in Badgerys Creek and Wetherill Park. You know, to be honest, I've never been out there. I, I can't speak to any experience. If anyone would like to uh, phone it through and let me know, you can definitely let me know. Uh, demographic explanations. Younger men. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We've found it, I think. Younger men working in trades in Western Sydney uh, and more women in university areas are some of the reasons for skewed ratios. All right. That explains it. So your young dudes are going out west, the trades, your young women are in the city areas because that's where the universities are. All right. There's also a cultural and logistical challenges in dating. Okay. 
gosh, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in the dating world, but let's give this a go. Sydney's tribe culture where people prefer dating in their local areas and the logistics of a busy city add to the dating challenges. All right, so that explains a little bit. You've got women who, say, live in the inner city who aren't willing to go to the outer west for a date or to be with a guy. I give you fair enough. Traffic's painful. You know, if I were to date... I'd probably and potentially want to stay here in the Sutherland Shire because I don't want to drive anywhere else. <laughs> and of course, yeah, the, this uh, this perceived man drought. Um, you've got to wonder if there are factors involved in this. And where it might not just be the singular fact that there are fewer men per women when it comes to ratios in certain areas around Sydney, or whether or not uh, women's uh, idea of what makes a perfect man the reason why they're not dating, the reason why we have a man drought, you know, could they be hoping to have, you know, first date? the man who does everything from the cooking to the cleaning to the working nine to five to being able to do the romantic things all at the same time. It's like you need a robot, ladies and gentlemen. More so the ladies on this one, but gentlemen, something to live up to. Who knows? I don't know. There is so much. Look, maybe I need to get. Maybe, I, you know, if I were a good journalist, if I were a good journalist, instead of speaking about this for, what, 12 minutes now, because that's a very long time to rant about a subject that I have no, no knowledge about. The last time I tried <laughs> dating women was... Um, possibly two decades ago. Uh, so I'm no expert. So if I were the good journalist, instead of ranting for 12 minutes, I probably would have got an expert on the show. But being the 28th day of December, as we are in that really weird week in between uh, Christmas and New Year, and no one knows quite what day it is, well, it's not quite easy to get an expert on the phone to talk these things. Again, maybe if this topic is brought up, we will bring it up again in the new year with an expert. But again, uh, email. Let's do the email this year. We've always said go to the uh, Facebook page. Nah, stuff that. Troy.Murphy at 2SR.com.au. Send us an email. Why do you think there is a man drought around Sydney? And part two... What do you think could be done to help fix this situation? You are listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show. And it's all over, just like that. And that's it. The Troy Murphy Show done and dusted for your Thursday night here on 2SR FM. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show or want to listen back again, you can do so by listening on demand by heading to the 2SR.com.au website and clicking on The Troy Murphy Show on the live program guide. If you see any local news, want us to follow up on a story or are a community or non profit organisation based in or servicing the Sutherland Shire and want a shout out, email me direct 
troy.murphy at 2SR.com.au. I'll be back next week from 7pm for another edition of The Troy Murphy Show. Until next week, my friends, bye for now. 2SR FM 99.7.